I'd ask you not to listen to me, but listen to what God says through his word. All I am is a newspaper boy delivering the message. That's all I am. And he'll collect, he'll collect for the press, believe me. So he'll do it. Let me ask you a question. It's not a trick question. How many of you in here believe that everybody on the face of the earth is a child of God? Raise your hand if you believe that. Every, every human being is a child of God. You believe that? Well, let me tell you what the Bible says. And not to say you're wrong and make you feel bad because I thought, thought the same thing. But let me tell you something. Every human being is a created being of God. But to be a child of God, here's what the Bible says. To as many as receive him, that's Jesus, to them shall become the children of God. Those that are led by the Spirit are the children of God. So don't be fooled by that. Another thing, the Lord's table, uh, that's for disciples, followers. The Lord's prayer, when we say that, he taught that to his disciples, didn't he? So well, I know in school, uh, when, I, when I was in school and you, know, we were taught the, the Lord's prayer and I would say it, but you know what? When I said, our Father who art in heaven, well, if Jesus Christ wasn't my Lord and Savior, God wasn't my Father. He was my creator. But you've got to receive his son. So I, I wanted to get that all in us before we do anything from the jump start, okay? So that's, we'll know that for sure. That's what the Bible says. Don't, that's biblical, not biblical. Biblical. So uh, nothing I say, you know, with that. Uh, do any of you happen to have an iPhone here? Do you have a, uh, do you have, what's on the back of that iPhone? What's on the back of the phone, though? An apple. When you see that apple with the bite out, what does that remind you of? What, what, so let me, what is it? The Garden of Eden. Exactly right. Let me tell you what. I was with a 20-year-old young man riding, uh, I'm part-time uh, helping out at Fox and Week's funeral home. Well, a young man is working there, one of the grandsons of the owner, and uh, he said, Mr. Billy, he pulled out that phone and said, what does that remind you of? And I said, well, immediately time looking at it, I said, well, that looks like the forbidden fruit uh, in the garden. He said, exactly. He said, in my generation right now, he said, this, this phone right here is ruining my generation. I remember brother, I'm, I think y'all might remember old brother Butler, Church of God. Uh, you said, he, he said the TV was a one-eyed monster. You know what? And I watched it, but you know what doggone hit right now. I know you can't see nothing on it. But anyway, uh, my, my little buddy Wallace told me, he said, Mr. Billy, he said, my generation don't even know what sex we are. He said, that is tragic when we get to this point that, that we have to, have to deal with that. Well, I know what I am. I know what God made me to be, and I know what God made you to be. So praise God for who we are and what we are, and that's what we'll be. So that's what we're going to do. Well, let's turn... Uh, Talking about uh, forbidden fruit, if you would, you can turn in your Bible with me into the book of Genesis. I'm gonna, if you'll allow me, I'd like to kind of jump around. If we'll go in the book of Genesis to, uh, let's go to uh, 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 cha chapter 2, and let's go at verse 15. Uh, verse 15 in chapter 2 of the book of Genesis. I'll just give you a minute to get there. Very familiar passage. Matter of fact, you know, if 
in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. If, if you believe that, those ten first words, you've got a good start on believing God. If you believe what God's created, he's created everything is, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> I have a sinus condition. There's nothing on this earth that doesn't come from this earth. Not one thing. And God's created all. Well, you're there at 15. Let's, let's take a look and see then. And this is after God had uh, made Adam. And then, then let's look at what God says here. Then the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. And then the Lord said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet or a helper comparable to him. So we know that God caused a deep sleep to come over Adam and then took his rib, you know, and made, made woman. Now, here we go. Let's look and see right quick what happened, as we all know. Chapter 3, verse 1 in Genesis. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made and said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Now, God didn't tell him not to touch it. He said, don't eat it. Eve come up with that. And let me tell you what, the devil, the serpent, God didn't create the devil. The devil created himself. But actually, he was Lucifer, as y'all well know. He was the highest, he was like the, uh, the secretary of state in, in heaven, but he wanted to be like God, and that's why he got cast down where he's at today, and that's why he's roaming this planet and roaming this world and devouring every one of us that he can get a hold. He's all, the ones he's got, he's not after. He's, he's after these here and just learning about Jesus. That's who he's after. So let's look how cunning he is. So then the serpent, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So we know what happened. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave it to her husband, and he ate. Well, well and then both of their eyes were open, and remember what the Bible says, they knew they were naked. And then as we go on, we see the <coughs> The Lord's going out into the garden in the cool of the day and said to him, Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. At verse 11, and he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I've commanded you not to eat? Then the man, well, the man blamed the woman. <laughs> the woman blamed the snake. And so, in other words, what happened was is Adam and Eve ate us right out of the garden. And uh, out of paradise. Now, there was two trees in the garden, and the tree there was a tree of life and the tree of good and evil. Two trees in the middle of the garden. So, what happened was, so God, in his wonderful, wonderful way, 
put them out of the garden, and we would know the rest of the story. We're all descendants from that. We live in, in a world that is fallen, that is decaying, that every day this world is digressing, digressing, and digressing. We, the part that we want to be is we don't want to be of the world. We have to be in the world. We, we know that. We've got to live in him. But what's going on today, I, I don't know. I, I've, uh, I've seen so many radical changes, and I know you have too, that I, I just don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, one of the brothers was saying about that, uh, you know, you, back when I, I was, when I was a young boy, uh, you know, we, I didn't ever hear anything about drugs. I, I can remember that, uh, I thought drug, drug addicts was like somebody in New York, you know, with a, running a heroin needle in their arm. And I mean, that's what, that's about the only thing I knew. Uh, I didn't know nothing about marijuana. I thought marijuana was a small town in Mexico. I didn't know it was something you smoked. So, but anyway, but so anyway, as you go on and, and things progress and progress and progress, we, this world is, is progressing and progressing more and more into the world. And we see that. We see the world really take, trying to take over. But we have to be very intentional about who we serve and what we serve. Exactly. So in saying that, so we, we kind of know that story uh, pretty good. So let me see here. Let me get in here and see what we're going to look into here next and, and jump around here. We're going to jump around the Bible a little bit. So if you'll do that with me, so I'd appreciate that. Uh, let me go here uh, back to, all right, if you turn in your Bibles now to 1 John, that's 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2 in your Bible. I'm glad you came to church today. Maybe some people might say, well, the, the preacher's not here today, so I'm going to skip and wait till he comes back. You're kind of like the teacher, the, the homeroom teacher, or your teacher's not down on this, but I'm, I'm so glad y'all came today. You know, a lot of times uh, people go to church uh, three times in their life when, they, uh, when they're born, when they get married, and when they die. In other words, when they're hatched, when they're matched and dispatched. And the first time they come, you sprinkle them with water, and then the next time you throw rice on them, and then the next time you cover them with dirt. So, but I, you know, going to church isn't going to save you, as you all well know. This is a, a learning curve, the learning ground to come and draw closer, and and be fed, so you can go out. You can't give out. A lady uh, was read that on the phone about the word of God. You can't give away what you don't possess. You can't give it away. If you don't know Jesus, how are you going to tell somebody about Jesus? I'll, I'm going to speak on a little bit, give you a little clarity to something I've prayed about for years, about how the Lord could use me to, to share him to other people without beating them over the head with the Bible. We'll get into that in just a minute. Okay, uh, you at chapter 2 at verse 15 in 1 John, the book of 1 John. You know, John was the beloved, and uh, he wrote Matthew, Mark, Luke, that John, this John, and the book of the Revelation. And we'll look at that, too, here shortly a little bit. Let's look at verse 15. Here's talking to us as believers and followers of Christ. Do not love the world or the things in the world. 
If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, and he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, here's Adam and Eve. They went through all three of these. The fruit looked good, didn't it? Lust of the eyes. The, they tasted it, lust of the flesh. Then the pride of life will be like God. You see those three things, how that ties in back to creation. So see what Adam and Eve did. They had the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Let's look over here right quick to chapter 3 of that same 1 John. Now, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God. It has not been yet revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in himself purifies himself just as he is pure. That's a good word, good word for, for the day. Now, you know, when I was a young young person, about 16, uh, even on, on through, through uh, I, I'd say on even in the manhood, uh, when I, I was told to be born anew, born again, that was very puzzling to me. Uh, you know, if, we, if we'll go to now, we'll go back to John, the regular book of John, the third chapter, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to the third chapter. We, I want us to look at something right quick here while we got our Bibles and let God show us something here. Everybody's familiar with Nicodemus, right? Everybody's familiar about how Nicodemus was one of the Pharisees, one of the hierarchies of the, of the Jewish Sanhedrin and, and uh, how he was, but he really had a, a real interest in, in Jesus. He believed in Jesus. He wanted, he wanted to know more of him. Him and Joseph Arimathea, remember those two uh, helped to, to bury Jesus. Uh, but anyway, let's look at this right quick. We, go, we won't go through this whole thing, but we want to get enough to, so we'll know where we're at. We have our, our uh, traction here. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do the signs you do unless God is with him. Now, why did Nicodemus come at night? Why, why do you think? I, there, there's several thoughts on this. I want to think that Nicodemus came not because what the other ones would think about him. I think he wanted a private audience with Jesus. That's, that's my thinking now. I mean, when, when a person says, I think, remember, let the red flag go up because that's all I'm thinking. It could have been any reason. But I, I'm thinking that he didn't want anybody around because Jesus had people around him all the time, him healing, him talking, and him doing things and loving people. But I think myself that Nicodemus wanted to have him 
one-on-one uh, -on -one where he could learn from Jesus about everything he could. So I, I, I call him Nicky. So he slept in that nighttime. Anyway, Jesus uh, answered to him, most assuredly, I'll say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel. I say to you, you must be born again. Now, what is Jesus saying here? What is he actually saying when you're born again? First of all, we have to look at man in, 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 our, in man's state. Remember this. All right, see this plant right here? That's a real plant. Okay, I'll just have to touch and make sure. Anyway, this plant has life. The tree outside has life in it. It, it, it just has life, okay? All right, let's look at an animal. A dog has a body and it has a soul. Your soul, as I'm sure Kyle has preach to you, that is, is your psyche, your thoughts, your feelings, your reason. You know, you can hurt a dog's feelings, can't you? Sure you can. You can ha have a dog, an animal like that, you can have them come to you, you can have them. So see, they, they, they like us, they have, got, they have got a soul. So, but to differentiate man, woman from the animal and the plant kingdom is this here. We got a body, we got a soul, and we got a spirit. Now, that spirit that's in us lets us know right from wrong. That's what God gave us when he created us. Who can tell me from years ago, I have known there's people in here, you ever heard, let your conscience be your guide? There you go, Jimmy the Cricket. That's right. That's a, he's all on top of it. You're doing good. Now, let me add to that. Let your conscience be your guide as long as God is guiding your conscience. I'll never forget one time when Scad was first came here and I wasn't judging anybody, but I mean, this, I looked at the car ahead of me. I was working with the electric company then, and this, this young lady was in the car, and her hair was uh, purple and blue and yellow and green and orange, and there was a sign on the back of the car. She, she said, I'm now, I do what the things in my head tell me to do. I said, oh, Lord, honey, you in big trouble. You in big trouble. So let's look back about this being born again. So man in the garden when, when man was in the garden and Eve immediately, listen close to this, immediately, immediately they died spiritually right there. When they ate of that fruit, they died spiritually right there before God. Then their soul progressively got worse. And then ultimately the body died. I think Adam lived to be 970 years old. I'm not quite sure on that, but I think somewhere in that but uh, the point being is that immediately the man's spirit died because he separated, disobeyed God. You know, I think a lot of things, I said, you know, that's, that really seems like some harsh punishment for just biting the apple or a piece of fruit, excuse me. But in a way, the severity of not obeying God is the whole thing. Let me ask you a question. How you show God you love him? Who said obey? 
That's it. He who hears my commands has them and obeys them, my Father and I will love them and make our abode in them. So immediately, the moment that we receive Jesus Christ, at that moment you are born again, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in you, and you are born anew, you are filled with Jesus. And that's why, young lady, when you said that about being the Bible, one thing I love about the Bible, this book will read you. If you just go to the Bible and read it, you will never understand it. If you're a Christian, then the Holy Spirit will illuminate in you and he'll speak to you. I have dug and dug and dug and dug and dug and wondered why. And all of a sudden, God will reveal. If you seek it and ask, you will receive it. So anyway, man died immediately spiritually, the soul progressively, and the body ultimately. Now, when you're born again, immediately when you You know, the biggest thing to do when you're born again is you, that spirit illumines in you what everything that was wrong that is sin. And what you're doing here, just like this, like I was, this while I'm walking with the world. I'm doing all the things in the world, all the things that I think is fun and good. And all of a sudden, when the spirit convicted me, because I knew what was right and wrong. You know, I never will forget one time, I was a little old tiny boy. And my mama took me uh, to a store. She wasn't looking, and I looked around, and I picked up a, a ball or something, and I hit it behind my back. I was probably about, probably about three, three or four years old, something like that. And uh, anyway, she, uh, she said I couldn't have it, so I hit it behind my back. Well, let me ask you something. Do you think I knew right from wrong? Why did I hide that ball behind my back if I didn't? I'll tell you what, when I got outside that store, my backside knew what was right and what was wrong. I can tell you that. So I knew right then what's right and wrong. So that's, say, when you walk and when you know what's right and wrong, see, that's, let your conscience be your guide. That's where the Spirit of God's telling you yes, no, yes, no. So you know you can compare what God will speak to your heart. He'll speak to you if you hear and God is son. He's going to tell you, you're going to know, you've already, already know right from wrong. That native that's living over there in uh, dark, darkest continent of Africa or wherever you want to say in some third world country, he knows good and well if he goes over and steals his brother's chicken, he knows good and well he's done wrong. Whether he knows God or not. Because see, God has given that person, each one of us, a spirit in there to know. But so what happens is, so you walk in and you come, and I, I know myself, I, I fell on my knees and I just cried out to God. I said, I know I'm going to hell in a handbasket. If you don't change me, I can't change myself. And I couldn't, I couldn't change myself. Listen, if sin wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. So you walk in this way and all of a sudden you say, God, I'm tired of living like this. I really, I really, really want you and I want to be saved. I want to change. So what you're doing is you make a complete 180 degree turn of repentance. Born again goes in, in sync with that right there. Repentance, 
accepting Jesus Christ, that all works together. Let's look a little further here. So, when we're born again, immediately we, we are justified. That's ju ju that word justification is justified, never sin. That's hard for me to believe. You know, I remember, I can go back, I think I can remember every wrong thing that I think I've done. Not everything, but I, I can remember a lot of things wrong that I've done, and it's not pleasing to me because I know it wasn't pleasing to God. But that's that spirit telling me that that was wrong and, and that I'm forgiven, though, and I'm a new. I am a new, different person. I am not the same Billy Miller that I was years ago. And you're not either if you got you. You're, just, you're not the same. You know you're different. You know you're different. I didn't drop out the skies of preaching. I worked for the electric company for 36 years. So y'all, the last thing I was looking for was the Lord to call me to be a preacher. I, I'm telling you. That's the last thing. And that was the very last thing my wife was looking for, being a preacher's wife. Matter of fact, y'all heard of Phillips Paving Company, hadn't you? Billy Phillips, he died. Uh, Billy Phillips, I love him to death. One of my best, dearest friends. Well, I was a pastor at Idaho Baptist for 10 years and stepped aside there. So I was out at the marquee one day and Billy was a member. And I, I never will forget this. I was putting some words up there with the sermon. Billy pulled up there in the train and said, Billy, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting a Sunday's message up on the marquee. He says, you don't even know how to spell. I said, yeah, but I'm going to arrange the letters of so they look like they say something. So we laughed about it. And I walked over. I said, Billy, you know, I really always wonder why God would call somebody like me to his ministry. Billy looked at me and said, let me tell you something, Billy. God doesn't make mistakes, but he sure come close when he called you. <laughs> I said, okay, that's a So, and then, but then what happens is, you're, when you receive Jesus, you're justified. You got to tell yourself, if you add, now listen, a lot of times we don't want to let go of that sin. We, we want to hold, I mean, we're forgiven, but we'll let it go. Let it go. Isn't there a song, isn't there a song that out by that, let it go? Something like that. That's a cute little song, isn't it? Let it go, let it go. Let it go because if God's forgiven you, he's forgiven you. Just don't do it. There's a world, let me tell you something, we're all sinners, but there's a world of difference in practicing sin. That's when you break fellowship, when you practice in sin. When you make a mistake or you do sin and go right there and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and get it correctly, get forgiven, and, and know that it's right, and give it to him and say, by your power and grace, I'm forgiven. I'm going to walk in the light of your ways. He is going, that spirit is going to help you to live that way. So then you, when you receive Christ Jesus, then being justified, the next step is sanctified. That's a $10 word that you set apart for Jesus to, for you to share and care and to others. Let me ask you something. Y'all don't mind. Let me get a swallow of this water. Thank you, brother, for the water. Uh, I'm not going to keep y'all too long because the Bible says, taste the Lord and see he's good. You don't want to stuff him. You want to taste him. You know, you get on that. But, so, when you're set apart, I have prayed to the Lord. This is what I want to share with y'all. 
I, I said, Lord, how can I share you? Would you tell me, please, help me to share to everybody I see? I prayed and prayed about it. Well, the first thing, what's your name, brother? Sam. Sam. Dan. Dan. There, I can hear you. <laughs> Miracle ear isn't working. If I, if I meet you and say, hey, Stanley, how are you doing? Hi, Stanley, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Both of us is lying right now because we're dysfunctional. We got some kind of problem somewhere down the line. Now, I never will forget when I see somebody now and they say, hey, how are you doing? And here's what I tell them. Thanks to Jesus, I'm better than I deserve. That's one way. Thanks to Jesus, he has blessed me. Or sometimes I know something good. Billy, how you doing? I said, if Jesus was any better than me, I'd be triplets. And they say, and then I say, no, that won't happen because my wife can't even stand one of me. She's not going to let two more in the house. So you have to worry about that. So there's a way you can do that. And that when you say that name, Jesus, or somebody about how you doing, Thanks be to, to the Lord that he has blessed me. Or just, just like that, just, just give God the praise and mention that name in a, in a nice way. And I'll guarantee you what, that when you mention that name, that person's going to say, hmm, it, that person's got something they're they, they doing or something, a relationship for them to say that. Uh, i tell you what, I got, and my wife will tell you, I've got on the front of my truck, a tag, Jesus first. I do that for me. But a lot of people see that because I, I, I want to drive like a Christian because I can really get upset sometimes with some of these drivers. So I just try to remember, you know, what's on that. But anyway, uh, but, but there's things you can say. Uh, th thanks to the Lord, he has truly blessed me. You know, and we all, we all live in this world together. And that name, when you mention that and just give the Lord praise for where you're at no matter what, uh, I know myself, we're supposed to be joyful in all things. Well, it, a lot of times it's very hard to be joyful when you're down, but you got to ask the Lord to help you do that because that's something you can't do on your own. It's something that he does. He has to do. All right, so then after you set apart, then when you die, you're going to be glorified. So first you're justified. This is, I've never seen, and you're glorified. Shoot, that's, that's last. Sanctified, excuse me, then glorified when you're born. You know, working in the funeral business, it's amazing. When you look at a body, it's, it's amazing. That person's gone. That really, that really isn't you, Stanley. Stanley's living in that body. The real Stanley, the, the spirit of Stanley, the soul of Stanley, the, who Stanley is is what you think and do and act, but that, that tent that you're in, is, is, it, it ain't going to make it. You ever wonder about this, when the Bible says in the book of the Revelation, oh, speaking of that, let's jump over there right quick. We were, we were singing, but I tell you what, let's go back to 1 John right quick. I'm gonna, I want to get y'all out of here on time now. I don't, I don't, I don't like to be long-winded preaching. 
Let's go back to the first book of John in chapter 5. We just were singing this, and I'll, I'll explain this here, and then we'll probably go wrap up until, until uh, next time. We'll first book, first John, first John chapter 5, first John chapter 5. Okay, right here, chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Now, let me tell you, people say, I got faith. Well, let me tell you what faith is. Faith isn't a feeling or a thing. Faith is Jesus Christ. There's an object. If you say, I got faith, somebody says, well, what's your faith in? Well, you got, what's it in? It's in Christ because that's your faith. Faith is an object. It's an object. It's a person. So, all right, then, who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, the Christ, the Christ. You know, definition, uh, in, the, in the Hebrew, it's, it's the anointed one. In the Greek, it's the Messiah. So, that's what Christ, if you just know the word Christ, the anointed one in the Messiah, okay? All right, let's look here in verse 6. There is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. For there are three, we, y'all singing that today, that song y'all picked to sing, I'm, I'm just, I love it because, see, God already had, I didn't know what was going to be saying. Here it is right here. God had his word and had it up on the screen. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is Christ, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. All right? Right here is what on earth, the water, you ever heard that the word is referred to as the water? It's just like baptism is so synonymous with repentance. Like a lot of times people say, well, must be born again, but born of water and spirit. But it, it, it can mean that, but it doesn't because I don't think Nicodemus, so we know that thief on the cross wasn't baptized. I, I'd bet money on that one. And, uh, but paradise, he, he would uh, be with him today. So baptism is that part of you showing that you have repented from your sinful ways in nature and have taken a new direction. That's just, it can't get any simpler than that. And it's a day to day of dying every day, day by day. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful group of people here at Chevis Oaks Baptist Church. I, I thank Kyle, Lord, I just ask you to be with Kyle right now, Lord. I love him, and I, I ask you to touch his mother and be with Amy and their family. Be with each member in this church today. Lord, let your words that you have spoken remain in us to, to guide us, that we would walk in the light and not in darkness, that, Lord, that we would practice righteousness and not sin, Lord, that you would uh, convict us and that we would... Uh, go out and share to other people, Lord. When they ask us how we're doing, and we tell them it was because of you is the only reason we are able, Lord. We thank you for the breath of life that you give us, the food, the clothing, the water, the transportation, the communication, and all that there is, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for this day. Please forgive us of our sins and grow us in your likenesses. In Jesus' name, we pray and ask. Amen. If there's one here that
hadn't received Christ or wants to come down and say, renew your faith or, or you just need prayer or whatever that might be, it just, I'll be down front. If you become one of the brothers who's going to come with me, Brother, Brother Gary, you're going to come with me. And uh, I, I would bid you to come down and, uh, and come and receive this, this blessing. Maybe you, maybe you hadn't, uh, maybe you've been struggling with something and, and uh, you're just having a time of letting it go. Let God. Let God. Real quickly, 